Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, welcome back to the channel. Great to see you all, as I know you will when you play this video. Thanks for stopping by and thank you for taking time out of your day to watch this. Well, if you'd asked me four years ago, or said to me four years ago that I would be making a video about um, spiritual possession and I would have been trying out a new video light and have actually ordered it on Amazon, I would have told you, no, no. Seems impossible what the future holds. But if you go along in your life's purpose and you are true to yourself, you never know what the future holds and hopefully a lot of good things. So... I'm guessing that, you know, if you haven't gone through narcissistic abuse and you came across a video like this, you might say, oh, she's a little bit loopy. You know, she believes in spiritual possession and she, she's gone on about this and that and wow. But if you've been through narcissistic abuse, you study psychology and you listen to yourself there is a lot to be said. I, I do believe narcissistic personality disorder is an, a disorder and it's recognised by psychology and I give full credence to that. But what causes it is what I would would say my belief would be a little bit different to the logic of psychology. I firmly believe that there is a type of spiritual possession that overcomes people that suffer from narcissistic personality disorder. And the disorder itself is just a manifestation of the spiritual takeover. So there's a few reasons I think this, and I'll just go into it. Um, like, how do narcissists know? I'll just put these questions out to you. How do narcissists know instinctually what the target is missing in their lives and how to fill that gap. Why do we feel, and put down in the comments if you've gone through these things, why do we feel exhausted after dealing with a narcissist in an intimate relationship or a family member for a long, a long-term period? Why do we feel drained? Why do we feel less ourselves? Why do we get sicker? Why why do things like accidents happen to us when we're with the narcissist? Why do we have so many fallouts with people during the time we're with the narcissist? Why does the narcissist, after leaving us, know exactly when to come back in for the hoover at the point that we're almost healed? How do they know that? How do we feel we've lost ourselves after we've been narcissistically abused? Why 
is it so much more painful when the the relationship is over than it is for a normal relationship to end? Why can't we get the narcissists out of our head for a very long time afterwards? Why are we still drawn to the narcissist? Why do we want to go back to the narcissist? Why do we miss the narcissist? Why is it so hard to heal? These are questions that I've explored extensively. And these are questions that I can only answer when I look at the fact that the narcissist is spiritually possessed and Looking at the narcissists that I were with, I mean, they had an intelligence level, but they were black and white thinkers. They were kind of crude in a certain way. In my opinion, they didn't have the extra amazing intellect that would tell them things about, you know, things about you. They wouldn't, without the help of something dark and spiritual, be able to pinpoint exactly how you felt about things and exactly when to go in and attack you and exactly when to go come back. I don't believe they had this extra knowledge. I don't believe they were intelligent enough or perceptive enough to have this alone. So the narcissist will come at you and identify something that's missing, maybe something within you. Maybe you were lonely. Maybe you were grieving. Maybe you didn't feel good enough about yourself. Maybe you needed help with something in your life. They very accurately and very quickly pinpoint what it is that you need. And it's like your brain, your brain, again, I like the analogy of a house, but your brain is a house. And there's part of the house that has, um, it needs mending. So maybe a corner of the roof just isn't finished on the house and everything else is fine in the house. The narcissist comes in, gets up the ladder and fixes that corner of the roof in your house. And your brain tells you then, this is just my, my view on how the narcissist entangles their possession within you they fix that for you and your brain tells you this this is good. This person is good. This person is helping you survive. Uh, this is for your survival. This person is is good. You need to let them in. And then the narcissist gives you um, a lot of extra pleasure. And this big dopamine rushes and your brain again tells you, yes, this person is good for your survival. You're feeling happy. Happy is good for your survival. So this person is good for you. They fix the hole in your brain. They entangle in your brain. And once your brain or yourself has accepted that, this is your thought processes now that I believe that they attack. And I believe that we let them in at this point and that, that we actually open up to the possession because we're not aware of the danger of what lurks behind it. So we become possessed by the narcissistic spirit. They then attack our core beliefs, our spirituality. They have us doubt everything. You know, we've gone through this before that they come to steal, kill and destroy. So they're in our house and they're knocking they're knocking walls down they're breaking boundaries 
the furniture that we've chosen to live our lives with, our core beliefs, our spirituality, our relationships, everything that we base our identity on and who we are and why we do the things we do and the fact that we have empathy for others, they slowly take the furniture out of our house and we're left with just a foundation. And then what they do is they infiltrate and they try and put their furniture into our house. So our brain tells us that this is okay because we've because this person has been fixed our house and been good for our survival and is making us happy. And because every time this person goes away and we're left with ourselves and we're in pain and the person comes back and then we feel better about ourselves, the brain, you know, the intermittent reinforcement of when the narcissist devalues and then revalues within the relationship. I hope you can follow this, guys. It makes sense to me and I hope I'm making sense to you. So the intermittent reinforcement of the pain and pleasure the brain, our brains then tell us, oh, this is not good when this person goes. This is pain. Pain is not good for survival. Uh-uh. When the person comes back, oh, pleasure again, happy again. Yeah, you're surviving. Keep this person. Your survival depends on this person. So your brain then identifies this person as essential for your survival because when they take themselves away, you're left with none of your core beliefs. Everything has been destroyed. You've nothing to back build yourself up on, you feel extremely vulnerable without this person because they have become your source of validation. Brain says, we need this person here. Get this person back quick. We need this person. This person is a pillar of your existence and survival. So they're entangled in all areas of our brain, in our belief system, in they've made us look at at people that were our allies that gave us, you know, that reflected back our identity to us, family members, they've isolated us from all this. They have really infiltrated all areas of who we are. And then they leave. And we have taken on the narcissist's beliefs and cynicism. And this is what they want to happen. So they leave us stacked up as they see it having possessed us. So in order for us to escape and to become, how would you say, unpossessed, become exercised of them. We need to do, to attack it from two different areas. We have nothing left in our house except a house that's full of them. We need to clear each room, room by room, of what they have instilled in our brain. We need to get that possession out of us. And I believe there's two ways to do this. One, I believe, is through prayer. Two, I believe, is to go through each room and put our own furniture back in. And to do this, we need to reframe every thought we get about the narcissist post-escape or discard. So when we get a thought 
that says, I need this person, immediately reframe it and say, no, I don't need this person because this person did this and this and this to me. I need myself because I can give myself this and this and this. So put the chairs back in the kitchen and put the kitchen table back. And if you go into the room in the morning, into the kitchen, and you don't see those chairs and kitchen table there, they've been moved to another room or they're out of your house. Go out that front door and bring the kitchen table chairs, kitchen table and chairs back and put them in the kitchen. And keep saying this, keep reframing who you are until those kitchen chairs and tables stay in the kitchen. I hope this makes sense. I hope, guys, you don't think, oh, no, Paula, you've really lost it now. You have to repossess yourself and get that demon out of you and back where it belongs, out in the wilderness. There is no safe place inside you for that demonic presence. And then, because they're still entangled in your head, you begin, your brain tells you again, no, 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 Paula, I don't think you can do this on your own. I don't think, I think you need, you need, that was your survival. You need that back. You say, no brain, you've got this wrong. And again, tell the brain, go into your sitting room and put the TV back in. No brain, I can do this myself. I'm far better at choosing furniture for my own house. This person can never darken your door again. And they will come knocking and you need to keep them well outside in the garden and then out of the garden and into the wilderness again. There is no way that a person of the calibre of the narcissist that comes to you can be so intuitive as to know from a distance where you're at in your life when you've gone no contact and there is no other way of finding out. I truly believe they are directed from Satan to come back at you just when they know you're about to escape again or that you're healing. There is no other real explanation. And I also believe in the spiritual tie in that the narcissist thinks about you and you can actually feel that. On a certain day, I can feel an energy around me. And sometimes I'm doing a task, like maybe I'm vacuuming the, the room or whatever. And I, I suddenly look up and I, I feel something. And yeah, maybe the explanation for it is that I am gone crazy or maybe, maybe I'm intuitive to an energy or someone thinking about me that doesn't have my best welfare at heart. Guys, tell me if you have come across this. I mean, it makes sense to me because sometimes with the people we love, we can sometimes feel if there's something going on and you kind of say, or a friend, I think I'm going to go and give that friend a ring. I haven't been in touch for a while and I feel I feel the, the need to do that. And you ring them and they say, oh my goodness, I'm so glad you called because this is happening to me at the moment. And I was thinking of calling you. So in the same way that good, you know, we can get, feel good energies and, and, and get prompted to contact our loved ones, I believe the dark energy is also something that we can feel. So guys, I hope this 
video makes sense and it is of benefit. So just reiterate the two points. And that is that I do believe that the narcissist is possessed and I believe they wish to take your soul and remain inside you. And that's why it's so difficult to heal from them, because you have to work really hard to get them out of your house, out of your construct, out of your brain. You have to talk to your brain in a loving way and tell the brain that they were tricked. Your brain was tricked and it got it wrong. And you have to re-educate your brain brain, and re establish new neural pathways to your brain to tell you what you need to survive. And I think you have to pray strongly and stay within stay within these communities until you feel that you're happy to to maybe not spend as much time here. But reaffirm yourself every day with good people and pray Pray and believe in the strength of prayer and spirituality and God or the universe or whoever you believe in that is beneficial to you to keep you safe and to honour who you are and to protect you against the forces that will come against you. And remember, when you're healing, the stronger your light shines, the more they will come to re-attack you because they always need to win. They're not strong enough if you remain within your light and yourself. Subscribe, guys, if you like the content. And I know you guys will get it because I know once you've been through this horrendous experience, you know it's something more than just a personality disorder. Anyway, guys, see you again soon. Take great care of yourselves and thank you for stopping by and listening to this video. Thanks, guys. Bye.